Love Talk Radio. Thank you. 
please do visit www.powerofsacredstories.com and support us for your tour plus experience here in the city of New York. Divine all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, in this moment, serenity and tranquility. You are sitting there alive with the divine person, spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, and yes, actor, performer, singer, musician, writer, I'm a jack of all trades. And indeed, I remember my grandmother used to say, because I do that voodoo, your grandmother and your great-grandmother. I do that voodoo that your great granddaddy and your great grandpappy used to do. Uh, my grandmother used to say, my mother's mother used to say, Jack of all trades and master of none. And, and after you hear that a few times, you know, between birth and, and five years old, and particularly with a mother that I'm blessed to have, uh, a mother who's educated and erudite and spiritual and religious in her own demonstration, but pushed us to, to learn, encourage us to expand. We couldn't say, Mom, how do you spell this? Mom's answer was, find a dictionary. We couldn't say, Mom, what does this mean? Mom's response was, we have two sets of uh, encyclopedias. You know, and so we learned to not only be creative and imaginative and productive, but to seek knowledge, seek empowerment, seek truth. So often, and particularly as a kid on the street at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, I've always been the stone that the building with you. Always, always. And so when I talk about the shortcuts, when I talk about the Abisha romance, not only am I talking about my own experience, but I am offering you the shortcut. I am the shortcut so that you don't have to get it from us, so that you don't have to pay for it with your life the way I had to pay for it with my life. Many of you couldn't survive my life. Many of you couldn't survive my background. Many of you could not come out of that without mental health, without drug and alcohol abuse, without sex abuse, without jail and imprisonment, without many of the other things, poverty and, and, and hardships that befall the statistics in America. I'm supposed to be a statistic. The black gay man in America with the African thing going on. I'm supposed to be a statistic. Beloved, three one up. Just stop. You've been doing that all morning. Just stop, okay? Send me an email, and if you can't have someone close to you, send me an email, but please, just, just stop. I am supposed to be a statistic. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be alive. I'm not supposed to be vibrant. I'm not supposed to have a life. If it were up to you, some of you who are in your 40s, 
some of you who have eventually observed this in archives, those of you who are in positions of power, strength, and control at all levels of our culture and society. We look at the government, we look at the of outward control. But we have control right in our community. We have gatekeepers right in our community. But we don't necessarily work for our we don't necessarily work for the interests of the community who are not interested in your children and your grandchildren in the next generation. And particularly in the way that I am. They're interested in the right now, the right here, the right in this moment in time. They're interested in the me, myself, and I. And they're interested in what Many of us are poisoned with under Western rule and dimension, capitalism, greed, carnality, feeding the flesh, placating that which is right now and in this most present moment in time space. Not understanding that, not understanding that as I come here each day, two hours, an hour, two hours, often three hours, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic, from a pan-African, Buddhist world, spiritual perspective, understand that spiritual power lies in its efficacy. Its efficacy, its ability to produce lasting, reliable, tangible, calculatable, consistent results right here, right now, in this most present moment The way we would consider medicine in its most healthy context. We aren't looking for the spell. We aren't looking to keep taking the pill, taking the aspirin, taking the this, taking the that, to cover over something that might be an issue, that might be a problem. And in a community that I come out of, the black community, we don't also have access to medical care or good medical care. And and we have anxiety about it, fear about it, and righteously so. Have you heard of Tennessee? <laughs> Have you heard of the experiments that have been performed on us by way of the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, etc.? So we have reason to be paranoid. But that then leaks into other reasons of how we view health, how we view wellness, how we view prosperity, how we, how we look at our money what we value, what's of importance to us. And one of the most important things and most valuable things we have is time. Is time. And time has a shelf life. Time continues to move forward, whether you're ready or not, whether you're on your journey or not, whether you got it all worked out or not, whether you are mastered or not, 
trying to keep moving forward. So each moment that we don't see spirit, each moment that we don't see the answer, each moment that we don't feed ourselves and nurture ourselves for the better good, for the next moment in time space, might be a waste if we don't value the lesson. And indeed, in all things, there is a lesson. A lesson in all things. That's why I say all is a question. All is a question. And, and again, I would like to reiterate I am truly honored and grateful for each and every one of you who will take the time out of the middle of your day, wherever you are in the world to be present here with me at high noon U.S. This is standard time for revolutionary. We do more than we do the recipes here with me, the divine presence. I am indeed truly grateful for each and every one of you. I'm, a great, I'm even more grateful for my mother, who's often here, for my sister, Wapani, who's often here, for each and every one of you who have continued to support this platform for the last 12 years that I've been online doing this. I'm grateful for my godchildren, each and every one of you, the ones who are doing the work, the ones who might be struggling a little bit with the work, the, the ones who are standing up in the work. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful when I get good news. I'm grateful when I get good feedback. I'm grateful when people check in and say, listen, things are great. Things are still doing great. I hope you're doing well. I'm grateful for that. But that's not why I'm here. That's not why I do this. I I, I don't necessarily need the accolades or the applause or or even the acknowledgement. I'm here to fulfill the purpose by the answer fostered by the ancestors, written by the ancestors, motivated by the ancestors. And those who endure the work, who endure my personality, who endure my shortcomings, can attest to my consistency. I'm consistent in all things, even my weaknesses. I'm consistent. And those who are paying attention, and there are many of you who pay attention, you don't say a whole lot, you don't pop in on screen, you don't necessarily call, but some of you have been watching me for years. Some of you have been looking at me for decades. You can attest to my consistency. Even when I fall off the rails every now and then, I'm consistent about it. You might say Labor Day, Virgo, 66, 11, 33, that level of consistent, that stereotypical Virgo level of consistent. Uh, So I have my highs and I have my lows. I have my ups and I have my downs. I am indeed divine prince and I'm also human. And I am the very makings of humanity. I'm the makings of this community. And, and the people around me and the people who I operate with and the people who I don't operate with and the people who love me and the people who don't love me, I am the very manifestation of your energy. And my 
job is to fill that which the ancestors would have you to do. That is the revival, a revolutionary revival of Buddhism. It's a re- returning to its rightful, sacred place. To pull it away from witchcraft and, and buffoonery. To, to pull it away from overt bastardization, capitalization, utilization for monetary and personal gain. Do your thing. I'm not in battle with tourism. Never have been. I've said that many times on tape on this show. I'm not in battle with business people. I'm not in battle with people with a plan. I'm not in battle with, with, with anyone. With anyone. What I am in battle with is the continued white supremacist, racist, colonial, slavery time attitude and mentality about what Buddhism was for all do your homework. Do your homework, beloved. Do your homework. And I'm being very specific right now. <laughs> that person knows who they are. Do your homework. You haven't even looked at Wikipedia for whatever you value Wikipedia for. But, but at least Wikipedia has a better understanding about what Louisiana food is than you do about what Mississippi Delta Boogie is, understand, understand slaves were brought to this part of the world as early as the late 1600s, maybe, 1690, the 1700s, they were being brought to. And so we know how corrupt and evil and wicked and, and illegal and, all, and, and immoral slavery was. So we might say 1680. They may have been bringing it here. But we know 1690, 1700, from the white, white, D-I-G-H-T, white of Benin, they were bringing slave Africans here to Louisiana. So Louisiana voodoo, voodoo Louisiana, also known as New Orleans voodoo, describes the spiritual belief and practices developed from the traditions of the African diaspora in Louisiana. And we say diaspora because we've had Europe from the beginning. We've had some occurrence from the beginning. We've had airways, we've had cars, we've had blocks from the beginning. And so, as I have said many times before, you can count in any West African language, you can count in English. You can count in Spanish. Yes, we're forced to now adapt a new language, a new way of being, but you can still count. You just now have to do it in their language when it's out here. But when it's in here, as was demonstrated in movies like Boots, movies like Underground, you held on to what you could remember. You held on to what your mama and, and Papa passed down to you that was good. And sometimes that turned into a limit. Sometimes that turned into a fall. Sometimes that, that turned into a cool, to phraseologies that we still use today and have become disconnected from, from their origin, from their meaning, from their original purpose. The signifying monkey, 
How many of you are familiar with the sickness of my mother? Something my mama used to talk about, my grandmama used to talk about. And again, they connect us back, back to our roots. They connect us back to lineage. They connect us back to tradition. And so where that is remembered, where it has been embraced. But even where it has not been remembered, we embrace it in the symbolic, ritual, ceremonial, musical ways that hold up our tradition, that hold up our sacred story. Greetings, greetings. If you have questions, comments, requests, Please know that my phone lines are available at area code 845-277-9143, 847-9143. If you have a question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you to the You can also uh, type your comment in the chat and, and just spread it out. I'll be able to see. Give me a moment to scroll, scroll the chat and, and see it. And I should be able to uh, respond to you. I pray that the uh, volume has improved. I've actually had to mute some things because um, I have someone who keeps calling back to back to back to back on my Skype line and that's interfering with not only the value, but the technology. Um, so forgive me. I pray that the value has improved at this point. Thank you, Goddess Initiative, and that uh, you can hear me, that you can hear me now. Uh, Shamafia, what, one of the things about me and, and, and weaknesses is I'm aware of I'm conscious of them. Um, I stand up in them, if you will. And, and anyone who's doing their shadow work, who has done their shadow work, who's healing, who's improving, who's, who's doing therapy to improve, to heal, to repair, to fix, is going to, you know, experience a, a level of, of domination over your ghost, over your shadow over your weaknesses, but you don't lose consciousness of them. You know, they say that a person who, for instance, is an alcoholic, who goes into AA, who, who might now be sober and, and might have some days and some time and some years behind them, but they're said to forever be an alcoholic. They just don't take that first drink. They just don't pick up again for that for first drug in the case of, of NA. Well, your shadow work is very similar to that. You don't forget that you were abused. You don't forget that you went through hell. You don't forget, you know, that you were drugged down the road. But you grow and you expand, and it reaches a level where it becomes part of your superpower. Indeed, it is my superpower. <laughs> there are levels of hell that I've, I've endured that there's nothing no hater can do to me. There's, there's nothing, no, no negative intention can mark me with, can harm me with. 
your energy ain't strong enough. You're not that great. And, and I've now soldered, repaired, mended, if you will, the, the cracks and the openings in my own energy shield, in my own energy vortex by doing the work. And that transcends religion. Whether you're Christian, Muslim, Buddha practitioner, Ebola practitioner, a prayer practitioner, that, that transcends religion. That, that's about growth of spirit. That's about evolution of spirit. And we see that demonstrated in nature. Without nature, there's no Buddha. Without nature, there's no Ebola. And so we see that demonstrated in nature. And things grow, things develop, things expand, things improve. Things find a new way to defend itself, protect itself from invasion, from 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 harm, you know, from other species, from other life species that might want to do any particular organ, organism or human harm in the scope of our reality. And so I, I call that weather. There are things that are going to happen that are going to happen to all of us that are going to stand up, you know, in all of our journeys that we have to confront, that we have to fight, that we have to overcome, that we hopefully learn from and, and take that blessing, that treasure, on to the next, to the next crossroads. So I'll forever stand up in truth. If I haven't said it before, <laughs> I know I have, but if I haven't said it before, it's not a popularity it's not a popularity contest. If this was a popularity contest, I would buy five over somebody. I would be naked. I would have dancing naked girls. I'd have dancing naked men. You know, I'd be talking about tomfoolery and, and, and cop foolishness and whatever. You know, I'd be cussing and screaming and acting a fool. You know, if, if, Popularity was my interest. Have you seen my Instagram? I'm not. Popularity is not. What's popularity? OJ was popular. What's popularity? What's popularity? Kanye West is popular. What's popularity? And, and you all are confusing people's wealth and success and, and monetary gain and career gain with popularity. Fandom. It's a completely separate thing from production. And it, it's not thought about in the process. It's not equated in the process. There are TV shows that still don't air that many of y'all don't like. There are songs that still on the radio that many of you all do not like. There are books that are quite successful, you know, in the bookstore or on the market that you don't read. And because you don't know who I am, don't just mean that I'm nobody. Because you're just finding out who I am, don't mean I just started yesterday. Don't mean I just fell off the turnip truck. This ain't Revlon. This ain't makeup. And my resume is not fabricated. My resume stands for itself. My longevity in tradition stands for itself. The interest in my truth stands for itself from a level higher than popularity, from an academic level, from an archaeological perspective, from a historic 
perspective, from a documentation perspective, from a truthful perspective. Popularity is my concern. Popularity is my support. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my support. I'm grateful for those who love me, who like me, who appreciate me. I'm grateful for my people. Listen, that, that's not a tagline. I am grateful for my haters. Understand. Understand, my first hater was my dad. My first hater was my dad. Who are you? Who are you? My first hater was my dad. And I've overcome. <laughs> I stand in my truth. I stand in my identity. I stand in my demonstration. Who are you? My dad was my first hater. Tried to kill me more than once. Threw me out to the street more than once. Invited death upon me more than once. Who are you? Who are you? What are you? What army is behind you? What power do you have? Who are you? Battle me with truth. Battle me with the archaeological, historic, academic, religious, spiritual truth. Challenge me there. Challenge me there. I'm not going to miss words. I'm not going to throw stones, though I can. New Orleans is a very small town. Nothing goes unsaid. Nothing goes uncovered in the city of New Orleans. Understand that. Understand that. Good or bad. Good or bad. Some of the worst things about me are well known. Some of the best things about me are well known. And I stand in my truth here with you each and every day, globally, internationally, with my mama watching. I stand in my truth with you every day, every day. So I'm not interested in the rumors. I'm not interested in cartoons. I'm not interested in feelings and emotions and mudslinging. It's not what I do. And if if Black Hawk Voodoo chooses to, some of my team chooses to, that's because they choose to. And they have a right to speak their peace. But I am not moved. Not moved. Too much work to be done. Too much work being done. Too much going on right now in the world. We got a political campaign to be concerned about. We got a presidential thing to be concerned about. We got weather events and calamities to be concerned about. We got family dysfunction and domestic violence to be concerned about. We got mental health to be concerned about. Mental health. Mental health. And so when I am exposed to the post, when I am exposed to, to the demonstration, when I hear the conversation, I look beyond the words. I look at that demonstration. I look at that energy. I look at that motivation. And I, I stand in my truth. And I keep moving. I keep moving. I am grateful. Can you all hear me better? I hear you crystalline with 
stand in your truth, stand in your strength, stand in your courage. Uh, popularity can be dangerous if, if, listen, I think I posted a meme a little while ago. Uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, Instagram or if it was uh, Facebook. But popularity is not fame, it's not greatness, popularity. It's not an indication of quality. Come on now. Um, what was that cartoon, that adult cartoon that used to be on MTV, Beavis and Butthead? Popularity ain't about quality. And so I avoid popularity uh, because it does indeed have many pitfalls. But I avoid popularity because the danger that people speak of in popularity is when you then see what's popular, what's trendy, what your fans want. And sometimes that's beyond your purpose. Sometimes that's beyond your destiny. Sometimes it's beyond your sense of morals and, and, and intent. Have you heard of Tamar Braxton? Have you even heard the name Tamar Braxton? Uh, and, and Tamar... I pray for her. I'm in spirit for her. I'm in ritual for her because she says, you know, I was put in a position to be something other than who I am. I was put in a position to be something that uh, the media wanted or, or the popular culture wanted, you know, an interesting caricature of myself. This is, you know, quoting Tamar Braxton loosely. So popularity is not something to necessarily uh, strive for. Popularity is something that you just get, good or bad. You can do bad things and gain a level of popularity. You can do good things and gain a level of popularity in, in the pop cultural world, and particularly in this social media space. People are driven by entertainment. People are driven by their feelings. Sometimes people just don't have nothing better to do. So let me scan Instagram, let me scan Twitter, let me scan, you know, YouTube. Me and someone most recently were talking about that as a relationship to real media and news. And of course, politics comes into that house, the president's thing is being handled. And I am old enough to remember a time when we thought we had, you know, quote unquote, real news, even though it was from the perspective of the oppressor. But we had what we thought was real news over here and entertainment over here. And I can remember when, was it CNN that was the first 24-hour news network on cable television? And, 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 and I can remember when that first kicked in, and that was the beginning of sort of this competition between truth and fiction, between reality and entertainment. Um, and this was before reality TV. But then once the internet came in, and of course reality TV came in, now you have real quote-unquote media, news, you know, television, radio, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, whoever, now competing with entertainment because of that dynamic of, of the internet and, and indeed social media. So it's not just it's uh, content good, is the quality of the product good, but what does it look like? How entertaining is it? Um, what 
what level of my carnal framework does it feed? Monique Lorena, greetings, beloved. And um, yeah, I did. I did it just for you. And if you were listening, because now I'm glad that you've come and, and you've been an adult and your face and your name is on the screen, I said it. I said, I'm saying this for one person specifically. I was talking about you, Monique Lorraine. I was talking about you because you seem to think ain't no Louisiana Hoover. You seem to think ain't no New Orleans Hoover. Now, before I proceed, I want you to pay attention to my demonstration now. This is all on camera. This is all being archived. I'm not acting like you. I'm not coming with the spirit you came with. I'm not demonstrating the energy you demonstrate. Though I could. I'm a kid from the streets, baby, from 14 years old. Before you was born, I came up from the brick. Okay? That's how I came into this. The Haitians, the Igbo, the Yoruba, they embraced me. They saved me from the street. So, yeah, I said that for you. Because as a student and an and degreed individual in Pan-African spirituality and religion, from the university level, <laughs> I understand, as I said earlier in the show, slavery was in Louisiana long before Haiti, long before the Haitian Revolution. Haiti didn't create voodoo. Haiti didn't make voodoo. Haiti didn't give birth to voodoo. And Haiti is not the only region in the quote-unquote new world that voodoo was birthed in. So let's say that clearly. My audience knows that. The veterans in this room already know that. The officially, technically initiated in this room already know that. Already know that. So, yeah, that was for you specifically. And I appreciate the confirmation. Anybody who considers themselves a psychic, a reader, a spiritual, love confirmation. Love confirmation. To, 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 to call you and have you show up. That was confirmation of what we already know. You are not even old enough to debate me. You are not even old enough to understand the people that I've worked with, the elders that are, that are still living that I've worked with, that I have a connection to. You're not even old enough. You haven't even done your homework. Not just on me, but on Buddha. You haven't done your homework. So, yeah, I introduce you to, to Wikipedia. Because you have a Wikipedia demonstration about what you think Buddha did. Yeah. So I did. I read the definition word for word from the Wikipedia for you. For you. Now, this audience will let you know that I, I share books. I share links almost every day in this show that are not Wikipedia. That are not with the My godchildren in this room <laughs> to tell you that I share books 
and literature and information in not just English, but in Mandarin, Fon, Akan, Portuguese, Spanish, French, Creole, and ain't none of that got anything to do with with people. I said that for your benefit. <laughs> I said that to you. And so how, you know, you're a child to me. And I'm not about to, on camera or in private, I, I, I'm not about to berate a child. I'm not about to do what you do. I'm not about to call you out your name. I'm not, I'm not about to make up any lies about you. I, I'm not about to, uh, I, I'm not about to even go there with you. But I, I respectfully responded to, to your question. Yeah, I read verbatim from the Wikipedia for you specifically. Um, AGB2, you can call me in, beloved, at area code. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wow. My um, my blog talk radio dropped. So um, you can follow the link that's scrolling at the bottom of the screen, and you can come on screen or, or come on camera. Uh, my phone lines right now is not. My phone line now is not. Is not working. Uh, yeah, I know you did, and that's not that's not real, Monique Lorena. That's not real. That's not true. You are following. Listen to me, because I'm being respectful here. This is about understanding. Listen to me. Because this might be the only time that I have to speak to you. Because you didn't ring my bell. You didn't call me on the phone. You went into Facebook and social media, which is what teenagers do, and and tried to start a a social media thing. It's also an old-school hip-hop thing from, like, the 1980s, where you start a beef with somebody who's already established to try to give yourself some exposure. So I get that. But I'm not going there. I'm, I'm speaking to you right now with love and understanding. You said there is no such thing as new on Buddhism. That's not real. That's not true. You're understudied. You're misinformed. You're underread. You have not spent enough time in, in, in the archive, in the library, in, at the university level to make a statement like that. The second thing about your statement is you spell voodoo like we in Haiti. This not Haiti. This not Haiti. So so your you is only useful for Haitians, people who speak French, speak people who speak Creole. Now when we go back to Louisiana Creole, Spanish Creole, French Creole. So some of y'all don't understand that there are two Lane Creole. We got Spanish Creole, like Wallafanta, and then we have French Creole, okay? They had slaves. They had Africans. Did, did, they, did they lose their memory? Were they somehow brainwashed? And another point, Monique Morena, that you need to clearly understand is Congo Square. 
You ain't done enough homework on Congo Square. The enslaved African in Haiti, in Cuba, in Brazil, listen to me, because I'm teaching right now, were given the opportunity to continue to practice their traditions as long as they converted to Catholicism. That's on the book. That's on the record. That's a hard truth, okay? The second hard truth is that wasn't allowed up here. That wasn't allowed in Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, Virginia. Your black butt would have been hung, lynched, mutilated for, for drumming, for gathering, for trying to read, for teaching those people to read, for trying to be a Christian, or even trying to come to church. Okay, we're talking about 1720, 1700, okay? The only place where we were allowed to gather and drum and dance, Bambula, Kalenda, Congo, was Congo Square, Monique Morena. Congo Square, that is a part of the value of what Congo Square is. And so, the reason we were allowed to do so is because slaves weren't fed on the Sunday. You don't work on Sunday, so they didn't feed your black behind. So they allowed us to gather in Congo Square and drum, Kalinda, drum, Bambula, drum, Congo. And if we can remember the count in Airway, in Farm, in Yoruba, in Akan, we only now happen to learn the count in Spanish. French, Creole, and English. But so we can count. We remember our rhythms. And if you can remember your rhythms, you can remember your God. If you can remember your beats, you can remember your rituals and your ceremonies. And so the birth of voodoo in America, north of the, of the, of the southern border, it's in Congo Square. It's in Congo Square. And so we've had Yoruba, we've had Amway, we've had fun from the very beginning, before the Haitian Revolution, before, before. Now, the Haitian Revolution had the effect of creating a greater degree of fear among the Creoles who owned slaves, the white people who owned slaves. Now, the fear is revolution. That Haitian voodoo led to revolution in the new world. And so the fear of us was revolution. Mental, physical, literal, figurative revolution. That's where the white supremacy comes in. That's where the racism of what you are saying comes in. Because you are demonstrating, as they do, that black Americans ain't got no God. Black Americans ain't got no religion. Black Americans uh, somehow lost things they, they connected to lineage. And African Americans bought into that for quite some time. Give me a moment, um, AGB. Um, bought into that for quite some time. But we know better today. And so I'm not in conflict with the youth. When I'm speaking Creole, I use you. I'm not in conflict with the youth. But if you're talking about Africans born in America, born in the Middle Passage, born out of Louisiana, Mississippi, we had New Orleans voodoo. 
And that new audience voodoo became corrupted. Much of what you see today commercialized, introduced into tourism. And then people started coming here and they wanted the rat foot. They wanted the lucky charm. They wanted to win the lotto. That's when the hoodoo came into the equation. And any legitimate practitioner understands what I'm hearing this say. Your clients will try and force you to do certain work, will try and force you to accept certain requests if you allow it. I don't. I just got a request right now on Instagram. Um, he wanted love for something. Uh, I don't even respond to that. I don't respond to that foolishness. And any of my godchildren, Marie, Monique, you've never got a reading from me. You don't know what I do in my house. You, you don't know how we operate. But they will tell you, Prince don't have time for no foolishness. I'm too busy teaching everywhere. I'm too busy teaching the con. I'm too busy teaching Yoruba, which is at the base of what universal voodoo is. You ask the West African, it's all voodoo. They don't care if it has a U in it or not. It's all voodoo, especially if they've been Christianized or Islamized. It's all voodoo. But what's specific, what's authentic is ethnicity. It's ethnicity. So I'm not in conflict with Haiti. I'm not in conflict with you. I'm here to make sure that Akan and Fon and Airway and, and Yoruba and Nago tradition, West African tradition, gets its due voice here in the city of New Orleans. This ain't about performance. Some of the people who are motivating you are, are, are interested in performance. Gig it. Money, that ain't what this is. Greetings, A. Welcome. I don't know your name because all we got is letters. <laughs> is it possible? All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so I just made sure. Now, I can't throw all out like this because it's on the but I do suggest in such a video to uh, make it easier to talk about. Talk about the similarity between, like, over here in the U.S., how we got world open, you know, world open and YouTube stuff like that, and then the similarity between that and things like um, um, Azori over in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mahi, Abuhi, and all these things like that. Also, talk about the similarity between, um, how do I say that? Uh, um, like, talk about how, talk about the similarities, talk about how, uh, like, let's say, for instance, in Haiti, they have uh, metal science. Let's talk about the similarity of uh, metal science and the people who are in the lineage who are used to it. How, if they fall down the lineage, you know, the child who they fall back into, um, if the child is not aware of what's going on, they could potentially influence the child to be like, uh, to be drug user and, uh, and things like that. Also, talk about um, in the future, it would be good to. It would be good to talk about the nature of. It would be good to talk about the nature of um, people who are in the military who have been drug dealers or or like real or narcissistic kind of people. How they can come back, even if they're not in the military, just in the neighborhood or something like that. You can go around them and um, 
Look and get me and I'm thinking back in the house with the first cause and I'm thinking with the whole kind of thing, pedals and things like that. Yeah, I absolutely, and you are um, you you hitting on many points uh, already. Um, I appreciate your contributions. I also appreciate you um, helping to sort of support the West African um, connection to what's happening here in in the U.S. And and indeed, mm-hmm. it, it's always been a connection. Um, I'm not, I'm not an African, bro. I'm an I'm an American, bro. I'm actually from, uh, well, I'm from Maryland, but you know, my grandfather's line, I'm, I'm just going to mention my grandfather's line. Okay, yes. So I'm not oh, Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, also, I grew up in, in Maryland. Monique Morena. Okay. Um, I was born in, in Illinois. I grew up in Maryland. I've been in, in Louisiana for over 25 years. Um, okay. So that, that's my, sort of my, my physical uh, journey. But, but in the course of that, I've been exposed to many of the things that you just uh, elaborated on. Uh, strategic culture, for instance, and how very specific uh, God, Akan, a few other very Angola-based ethnic groups that show up in the African-American demonstration of, of spirituality and religion, and particularly in, in, the, in the Geechee uh, region of the uh, East Coast. It's also mm-hmm. been demonstrated at the archaeological level. Um, and right now I don't have the reference, but I will find it at some point. Uh, the, the school, the yeah. university that did a dig on an old slave encampment, old plantation um, in South Carolina, North Carolina, and I believe Georgia along the coast. And they found piles of, of white objects, white rocks. Mm-hmm that were grouped together ritualistically in, in a very specific location of every house, of every compound that they looked at. And they were able to deduce the demonstration of the uh, present manifestation of those West African traditions here here in the U.S. So indeed, there's mm-hmm. a very specific, uh, uh, I call it all, just for clarity, because my Newlessness may not have heard me say this before. My veteran listeners have heard me say this for over 12 years. It's all voodoo. When I I say voodoo, I'm speaking very generally. I'm not being ethnic group specific. So it's all voodoo. Come on. Come on in. You're welcome. Come on in. Okay. That's what I was about. That's what I was on. You know, what I I was saying. So this is why I was asking you. You know, that's why I'm trying to call you, trying to ask you to elaborate on some things, because I've honestly felt that, I know that in modern times, um, you know, m- most of us younger people, I'm, I'm a younger man, I'm 19, so I, when, I see the, when I see the other younger people around me, there's a lot of this idolatry and so forth going on, and, you know, even if you want to take it to an African level, if you think about who you, in, in, in this big sense, or who you need in yourself, it's not talking about all these little, all these little, you know, this little fancy decisions. That's that's all. That's all. That's selling stuff for the, you know, I don't know how much my time, but for the idolatry, you know. And you, 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 you know what's going on. You know what you're doing is, is what it is. You know, I don't want to worry too much because you're focused on. You understand what I say? Yeah, I do. I do absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I, I call that sort of I call that the original romance. I call that this sort of present day obsession. With 
witchcraft and, and mm-hmm. witchery. And there are mm-hmm. segments of, of the younger generation, and I'm glad you brought up age. I didn't, but you did. There is a segment of the younger generation that's intrigued by uh, magic and, and witchcraft and Harry Potter and, and charm. And, and they grew up on things that, whether it was in TV or in, in music or other demonstrations, um, they, they grew up seeing that, and that has now made its way into ATR and the discussion of traditional African-based religious systems. It's something that we have to sort of combat and re-educate um, every single day here on the show. We have to, at some point, talk about witchcraft. We have to, at some point, you know, talk about the separation of indigenous practice and tradition from some of this more ego-based demonstration. And, and mm-hmm. before I continue, uh, let me say, Monique, I wouldn't even give you the platform. You're not old enough. You're not experienced. I'm not about to debate you. I just gave you an opportunity. You could have came on screen like everybody else and, and spoke your piece. All you're trying to do as the elders in the room are trying to get you to understand. You're just trying to make a scene. So let's say you're right. Who cares? Who cares? These people don't care. You care. So go sit down somewhere and be in your feelings and let these adults have their discussion, enjoy their journey, expand their consciousness, and, and you will be mad somewhere over to the left. But but thank you, brother, um, for calling in. Yeah, there's a, a mixing now of what I call Babylonian Babylon and 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 witchery and ego, which is really mm-hmm. operating from, you know, what some religious folks call the flesh, from the carnal level, that that lower part of, of our nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few more things like the good things I say to that can be about in people. Sure, absolutely. Sure. Just, you know, I just think that people might be interested in this topic. Another thing that might be quite interesting is if you make uh, if you make the leaders in the future elaborating on how the settlement, like the the middle of the movement of the leaders, said a bit of a medieval rule, and um, how they how they had to how when you work with them they had the capacity because like I don't but I don't think a lot of people understand that when you do have it, you know, when you do have it, it's not that you're putting it on the head that you need. You know, and, and the way it, the way it turns out is different depending on the, the head that you use. So if you can do that about the book when having this remedial type of way, having a remedial way in the language, you could also do if you could also do a video on how the men that were planted, the people that are planted in the language, as a how they affect your economic state in your life, the connection that they have to your economic state. Because I hear so many people, you know, like I said. A lot of these things I have received through contact with my grandfather, he's been good my whole life, but through contact with my grandfather's addition there, he instructed me that he was able to be the mystery of all that human rights for money and gain and all this other stuff, but nobody ever explained why it's the truth. Nobody ever explained the nature of it is connected to the principle of facility, the natural principle of facility and how that relates to your economic state of life. But if you can do that, and also, if you could talk about how the, the people who come from a, a line 
you know, the people in the heads of the human life, how they came to be very connected to and attracted to ancestral principles. They came to be very connected to history and they came to love the past. But that's all right. I get up on this. No, you're, you're doing great. I wish you, I wish you would say more. Um, you're really confirming many of the things that I, that I say and talk about and that we share here on the show. Um, you appear to be a new caller, and, and I appreciate you. I really do. Um, I, was thrown, I was thrown just a little bit at first by your accent, and then when you made it clear that you were Gullah Geechee, it, it shows, it comes through in, in your accent and, and how you uh, articulate and so we appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm enjoying just hearing you. But I spoke just a little bit earlier in the show about our connection to nature. There really is no voodoo or, or indigenous spiritual practice or, or tradition that does not involve nature. Uh, and not just, you know. Can I write a little bit further on that? Because I'm first African Americans on the thing. Yeah. I wish the you know, Hold on. I wish you would elaborate as much as you want to. Stop feeling as if you are limited in your time. Speak your piece. Uh, well, I think this. One of the things that we African Americans tend to ignore to do is that back in the days, if you're an African other person where they may have had all these different uh or whatever they survived. That is it. But in America, once we got here, we had all groups and people. We recognized the divinity in the individual. You know, these people that were doing passing around us, these were all we had left. These were all we had to offer back to. This was your grandmother. This was your grandfather. Because we were, you know, excuse my language, we were, we were first, we were somewhere, and we didn't have all this fancy stuff. So we had to, we had to be real, you know, with what you had. We, we couldn't do all fancy stuff. But, I do want to get off on the first time, Father, because I just wanted to ask those different things. But. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and you, you've asked a lot. And each question you ask, I could do uh, an entire show on. Uh, I wanted to particularly speak to um, that relationship with life, mm-hmm. our prosperity, being, you know, the crop, the ground. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to there is no Buddha without nature. It goes back mm-hmm. to what the Yoruba call airway, or, or your mm-hmm. herb, the connection to, mm-hmm. to the earth. So it is about growth, expansion, evolution. Mm-hmm. It reminds us that we are not so different from nature itself, whether it is the mm-hmm. plant or the animal. You know, the animal, whether we're looking at voodoo or Judaism or the Old Testament in the Bible, is a substitute mm-hmm. for ourselves. If you believe the Christ myth, that Christ was a substitute for the lamb, the lamb is a substitute for ourselves. So when we are healthier, when we ingest plants and fruits and grains, you know, the the things that are indeed natural and akin to nature, we are not as healthy when we take in what's artificial, what's been synthesized, what's been manipulated by man and crafted, crafted by man. And so we can look at that literally and figuratively. We can look at that in terms of being a planter, being a farmer, being a producer of crops. But as you suggested, also things that show up in your finances, things that show up in your career, things that show up in your love life, things that physicalness show up at, at every degree of your being. 
we we leak L-E-A-K, we leak our truth in our demonstration. That means that, that what we believe, what we truly believe and understand is going to show up in how you act, how you demonstrate, what are you saying is. So we understand dark energy, negative energy, gems, uh, things that are, are, are wicked, and, and you can't mask that. You, you can't hide that. There is no evil in nature. There is no wickedness in nature. Mm-hmm. My father used to say, my father used to say, oh, um, he used to sit on his step and he used to sing another song. He used to say, get on the phone and call your mouth and your mom and your papa too. He said, that's what you get to do. Everybody wants to be one-sided. We don't want to give the whole heart to God. But I, I want to get off of here, though, Father. I just want to give my little sister. All I just thank you for allowing me to come on the show. All is a blessing. All is a blessing. All is a blessing. Shari Montgomery, uh, absolutely, you can be... Uh, Direct message your questions here. You can pop in on screen. Um, I'll, I'll respond to your questions. No problem. And forgive me, I'm just a little bit behind on the chat. It's difficult for me to kind of talk and flow on the chat at the same time. Yeah, I am, um, you know, I don't even know who Monique is. I don't know who Monique is. I don't know where Monique came from. I don't know what turn of truck she just fell off of, and she certainly knows nothing about losing. Nothing. Um, your point about Congo Square, that's for people who don't understand the history of Congo Square. Of course, uh, uh, La Place Congo was called something else back in the day. It's also been called Beauregard Park, of which Congo Square Preservation Society, Luther, Mama Jamila, Denise, uh, Denise Graves, myself, and many others also had that name changed and, and put on a flag. So don't, you can't, you're not old enough to debate me even on the history. You're not even old enough to debate me on what's really happening. Beloved, go, go get some information. And, and, and when you get some information, improve your position. Improve your demonstration. And, and improve your life so that you don't have so much time on your hands uh, to be motivated by foolishness. And, and the two wicked witches who are behind you, we know who you are. One of you never says anything, but I know who you are, beloved. Beloved, I should have posted a picture again of you and I together. Um, and the second person, go be Haitian. I'm speaking to the two wicked witches behind no me. Go, go be Haitian. Go to Haiti. Go in the shit in Haiti. Go find your Haitian husband. Go be Haitian. I'm not in competition with being Haitian. I'm not in competition with Haiti. I'm not in competition with Cuba. I'm not in competition with Puerto Rico. I'm not in competition with, with Brazil. And I resent the idea that you all keep reinforcing that African-Americans, Black Americans, born here in this country, have no roots, have no culture, have no tradition, save that which we have to go by outside the country to somebody else. And an accent does not make for the truth of who we are. We have our own accent. Thank you, Delegate Nation. Thank you, Deep South. Thank you, New York City. We got our own accent. We got our own culture. 
We have our own history, Monique Morena, right here in the city of New Orleans. Right here. And and who am I in New Orleans? My great grandfather was a Confederate soldier who fought, fought and died for the city of New Orleans. It's a documented fact. It's on record. So, yeah, that's my connection to New Orleans. And, and many people migrated north. It's called the Great Migration. Do your homework. Many people migrated north from Louisiana and Mississippi to Chicago, where many of my family went, to Detroit, where some of my family went, to Ohio, to where some of my family Maryland, D.C., Virginia, to the DMV, to the northernmost part of, of the Delta Beach Nation. I've been here physically in New Orleans for 25 years. So there's no great revelation there. <laughs> it, being born in Chicago doesn't devalue my platform, doesn't devalue my journey doesn't devalue what I do here. Being educated in the state of Maryland and in the state of Illinois doesn't devalue what I do here. Service time in the military in the state of Oklahoma doesn't devalue who I am or what I do here. And if you ask anyone older than yourself, what were you doing 10 years ago? What were you doing 20 years ago, Monique Moreno? What were you doing in 1984, Monique Moreno? I was doing voodoo, and it's on record. It's on record. And, and many people who've been a part of my journey are still alive, still living, still support me, and are looking at you right now. You better watch yourself. You better be careful. This room just told you they, they don't accept disrespecting elders like that. They don't. And many of the people here in the city of New Orleans are looking at your demonstration. Now, you got a few that might cheat you and might laugh and might think it's true. But they're not going to back you publicly. They're not going to back you in the real world. And many of them have already cut you off at the past. They've already cut you off before you even have an opportunity to move forward. So your demonstration is what it is. Public clown, disrespecter of elders. Y'all know she disrespected uh, uh, Denise Augustine who appeared with me in the documentary, Very uh, Girl, with, with Don Wilder. Very disrespectful. Denise Augustine in her 70s, how, how do you do that? How do you do that? All because she wants what? My journey, my platform? Oh, girl, I, I said yesterday, if you didn't hear, you can have it. You can have it. You can have it. Because I know you can't carry it. You can't carry it. You don't have the foundation. You don't have the staff of it. You don't have the history. You don't have the experience. You don't have the people. 
You can't carry it. So you're, I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know the goal. I don't know the purpose. Some people think it's entertaining. But that's about it. That's about it. Hashtag, just know it's coming. So hold your breath. Don't, don't use it all up right now, Maurice, because you will have more to be mad about. I got several documentaries already in the can. And they're coming. And they're not just New Orleans voodoo, Louisiana voodoo, but they also include Haiti. And I think you're most upset about that. The Don Wildman video did a great job of uh, putting to rest sort of the New Orleans Haitian feast. Only the ignorant operate in, in some sort of idea that there's a beef between New Orleans voodoo and Haitian voodoo. Do Haiti, do you, be Haitian, but understand that that's not New Orleans voodoo. And New Orleans voodoo has a place, has a rightful place. There would be no other forms of voodoo. There would be no Mississippi Delta voodoo. There would be no voodoo. There would be no root work. There would be no conjure if there were not for Congo Square and New Orleans voodoo. I'll say that until my dying day. I'll say that until my last show. I'll I'll say that um, again in my upcoming book. I will say that again in my upcoming uh, CD, my upcoming album. Thank you, Shamafia, uh, but you've been with me for a minute. Thank you to God's initiative. You've been with me for a minute. I know you all understand this. I know you all have done your own research. Voodoo Occultism, I, I pray you're safe, beloved. I, I hope all is well with you and yours. Thank you, Danielle Jackson. Okay. Greetings, greetings. Thank you so much, Neophyte Bokor. Um, many of you are 35, 45, 55, 55. I even have godchildren that are in their 70s. I even have a client that's 86 years old. So, we're. we're well-grained in our understanding of what voodoo is and how voodoo manifests in the diaspora, in the trans-African diaspora. I, I hear you, um, Shari um, Montgomery. Now, Shari, maybe you might want to email me. Email me at divineprince divine at prince. And um, and maybe that might work better for you. Send me your questions there. Uh, If you would give me a moment, audience, I want to pop in the link on screen one more time because my um, Block Talk Radio went out on me, so I can't take phone calls. But you can type your question as Shari Montgomery has done in the chat, or you can follow the link that I just re-entered into the chat, and you can um, join the conversation, whether it be audio by voice or by video. I appreciate your questions, your comments, your requests, even yours, Monique, until you get disrespectful disrespectful and, and ignorant. Now, nobody's going to accept disrespect and ignorance, and I'm certainly not about to uh, the hip-hop beat. 
you got not to have a, a, a platform here. Create your own platform. Create your own show. Create your own podcast. You can talk about me all day and all night if you want. It's good for publicity. It's good for marketing. I've got several calls and clients and inquiries because of Monique Moreno. Uh, many people have seen your post and have done their homework. Many people have seen your post and have, have, have talked to the Better Business Bureau, have talked to the IRS, have talked to uh, the Universal Ministry, of which I'm a part of, have talked to my mama, have done their homework. So I appreciate the haters. I appreciate the most Monique Lorena. I've got quite a bit of traffic because of Monique Lorena. <laughs> so, girl, do what you do. Just, you know, if you're going to be disrespectful, do it over there. Do it over there. Uh, Sandra C., I'm tired of that too. It's programming, social conditioning, and colonization. And, and I'm going to add white supremacy. Black Americans indeed have spiritual traditions and spiritual power. And I'm going to add to your comment, which don't require outside intervention, which don't require our cousins, you know, to the left, to the right, on this island or that island. Each island, each place, each location had to rebirth what their ancestors gave them, where they are. So Kandale is in Brazil, and Maria Leonza is in Venezuela, and, and Ponce is in Puerto Rico, and Lucomi is, is in Cuba, and Voodoo with you is in Haiti, and Voodoo with four O's is in New Orleans. Louisiana. Still is, always has been. It's on record. People have written songs about it. People have feared it. It's legendary. It's historic. People have cartoonized it. People have made it out for entertainment. People have written books about it. People have fabricated it. People have lied about it. But it don't make the presence of, of New Orleans voodoo any less real or loving. Respect the voodoo. The voodoo is real. Respect the voodoo. I don't have the wiring you have. I can't stoop that low. But I got a record. I got a track record. You better ask somebody. You better ask somebody. Go visit Black Star Cafe on the website. Ask, ask them who I am. Do your research. Do your homework. Do your homework. And, and some of the women you have mentioned. <laughs> Like Denise Augustine, girl, girl, you have no idea where you are. You don't understand even the dynamics of, of being black in New Orleans, of being Creole in New Orleans, of being a transplanter in New Orleans. And I am a successful transplanter in the city of New Orleans. You can't dilute that. You can't take that from me. I still got the scars of, of beating and sequencing for eight years. You can't take that from me. You can't block my shine. You can't block voodoo. You can't block the ancestors. You aren't the first to try. You, you inevitably won't be the last. And like many, 
you go back to where you came from. You go back to doing you. And in every minute that you're spending right now attempting to improperly do me is a waste of your time. And a source of empowerment for you. I draw energy from you. I draw energy from you. I draw energy from the haters. And beloved caller, God to keep you. That's it. That's it. We draw energy from nature. So it's not just a symbolic representation of black eyed peas. It's not just a symbolic representation of the implements that are being utilized in any given ceremony. That's that lower thinking. Well, I, I have all these pieces, these parts, these formulas, these recipes that you all are gathering from books and from, okay, but you don't have the principles. You're lacking the foundation. You're lacking the meaning. You're lacking the power. And every minute that you're exercising your power in negative, in darkness, in wickedness, because Monique Lorena, you wicked. You just wicked. You wicked. You evil. Your platform is not moral. Your, your platform is not integrative. Your platform is not based on any facts. You just wicked. And, and, and nature has its way of regaining balance. Water seeks its own level. Nature seeks its own level. If I draw power from all things, that's why all is blessed. Everything works for my good. That's why it's all blessed. Anything that the devil intends for my heart, the ancestors reshape my good. That's why it's all is blessed. So carry forth my name. Carry forward my legacy. Carry forward my history. Carry forward my resume. Carry forward my trespass. For indeed, all is a blessing. Uh, my veterans will tell you, Fritz invites that every day. Fritz been inviting people to do their homework on Fritz since the first time I came and did this. You're not new. You're not new. And what you're going to find is one person. One person. And when you read what they have to say, they might be dealing with the same mental health issues that you're dealing with. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I did. You did on the stomach. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. There are elders in the community, women, who've already done readings on them. Who've already looked into the, the, the well of spirit. You're not well. Check your health. Check your health. Invest in your health. Invest in your health, Monique Marina. Invest in your well being. Invest in simply your hair. How they can. Invest in 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 more Invest in Invest in education. Right now, you're planting seeds of evil and darkness that will only reap 
negative energy in the New Orleans community that we really don't need. If anything, we need to be coming together now more than ever. The New Orleans voodoo, the Haitian voodoo, me, Kalinda, Brandy, Sally Ann, Quinch, all the black leaders, we need to be coming together to protect what belongs to New Orleans, which is New Orleans voodoo. It's just as much as an important part of culture and tradition and tourism here than anything else. Just like music, just like food. So when you have a fool come through like that, who doesn't understand that you are not just challenging me and, and my house and my demonstration of voodoo, but you're challenging New Orleans voodoo. And so that also preys on the interest of people who are not involved in food. Tourism, restaurants, hotels, politicians, leaders, community activists, cultural representatives, so you, you ain't just, listen, you're not offending me. You might offend my, my, my wife or you might offend some of our friends, but you haven't offended me. I'm not offended. I already told you I'm motivated by your energy, motivated. My phone is ringing off the hook right now. My Skype is going off. I keep having to mute. My phone keeps ringing. Thank you, Monique Lorena. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Come on in, Neil Fight Come on in, beloved. Yeah, just here to do my regular bomb drop and run away. Um, I, I was wondering how many people uh, know anything about Utah. Utah is one of my favorite places to not like. I'm gonna say that very kindly. Uh, just nobody's really done anything to me about Utah, but. I'm not a really big fan of Utah, mainly because it's a, it's a whole state founded off of a religion, off of a, a, a weird religion at that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as I've gathered, black people, we got plenty of that. We got plenty of culture. Hell, we could have done it with Christianity. We could have done the same thing that the, the Mormons did in, in Utah and build up a whole state. I say, technically, Louisiana is that. Uh, uh, personally, it has enough space. Personally, nobody wants to, uh, everybody wants to uh, kind of move in and appropriate Louisiana for themselves. Why shouldn't we just get all of that together and take over Louisiana? Hell, we could take over uh, uh, Georgia, for that matter. Tennessee, but I mean, they really get some flack for Tennessee. However, um, Louisiana is one of those places that is a a, a cornerstone, mm-hmm. a cornerstone for black culture in uh, just period, period. You know, we talked about this a few months back, maybe February. I, I don't, I don't remember quite when, but yeah. I, I agree with you. However, I think there's a literal and then there's a figurative. In a literal sense, I don't necessarily see that happening for us. That's something. No, that, I, I don't on, see it really hold, happening hold on, either. Hold on, hold on. So yeah, I agree. Hold on, hold on. That's something that I, that I believe people like Farrakhan, for instance, have fought for for years. You know, a place that would just be ours, a location, physical, geographic location, 
that would just be ours. I also look at uh, uh, the Gullah Geechee Nation, for instance. I also look at um, yes. uh, Olu Tonju, for instance, you know, where, where we have a community of our people who have separated themselves. Uh, the Ansuru, before uh, Dr. York messed that up, the Ansuru, you know, had land and had separated themselves. And, and I think in small groups, just like small families, that can still happen. My family in the town that they live in, my father's side of the family, in Mississippi, everybody in that town related to me. So I think there is a figurative demonstration of that, as well as a literal one. Now, the figurative one is that the mindset. If we just will pull back our mind, which is what I'm doing, Monique and Lorena, with voodoo, with four O's, I'm giving us, the African-American, the opportunity to realize that we have our own ancestors running through our blood. We have our own connection to these traditions, to these lineages. Many of us have been exposed to some of the practices. Some of the practices have made their way into voodoo and, and other manifestations of culture and, and, and conjure and, and, and root work. But we have our own stuff which has been denigrated, which one of our, 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 our participants, my regular, um, oh, shoot, forgive me, beloved, for giving me your name. Um, I think Sean, no, uh, Sandra C., which Sandra C. was, was speaking to. Uh, we all have our own powers and traditions and cultures which operate, which set up right in our neighborhood, in our community, in our family. And if you go to West Africa, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Ifa is yeah. not practiced exactly the same way in Oshoko as it is in Oya. And, and there's going to be a difference in which deity is important, what, what order uh, of, of the Odu, how they perform. Just like no two houses don't cook gumbo the same. Even if we use the same recipe, your gumbo ain't going to taste like mine. And I assure you, it's going to be stuff in my gumbo that ain't going to be in yours. Right. So it's a, it's a code that we're missing. It's a, a universal unity that black people are technically missing. Like, think, think of Kwanzaa, for example. Kwanzaa would be a pretty good code, seeing how it is, it's not Christmas. It's not uh, any Jewish holiday. It is uniquely made up from and for black people. It is something that is a it, it is a tradition. It can go beyond uh, religion as long as it's a tradition, something that we all get together and do universally, right? Uh, we get our own twists and whatnot. Everybody's not going to have the same Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, uh, it, it, have the same things that they do or put into it. That's the, but it's going to be a code. It, it's a one simple thing that we all can universally agree on. Despite the fact of its, its history of having been commercialized, we all know that. However, we had the opportunity to stop them from commercializing it and completely making it something that we did all on our own. 
right? Don't accept that outside influence for, for these commercial businesses to start selling your products in their retail stores. You know, Walmart is going to start selling Kwanzaa uh, products. You know, that's going to happen. Just like, but all you have like to do Walmart, is not buy it. Just like Walmart started selling religious candy. Okay. Right, you can go to Walmart and get your Florida water, you know. Florida they water, yeah. to you. Walgreens sells Florida right? water. That's right. That's right. And, right. and I say here all the time, they're following the trend. And the trend right now is a recent romantic, it's witchery, it's a little kitchen witch, it's a little, you know, I need some sage. So, so you can get sage bundles now everywhere. And if you do your homework, y'all are killing off sage, white sage. White sage is beginning to go extinct. Once upon a time, you could find white sage in Utah, Montana, Arizona, just like tumbleweed, just just growing wild. Y'all are killing it. And you can grow your own sage. You can grow your own white sage. But but you are following a trend. You are following what's popular. You are following the Monique Lorena and their Wikipedia-based understanding of, of, of what these traditions are, and, 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 and you're not feeding what's real about it. And as Neophyte Bokor just uh, eloquently demonstrated, everyone else is. Every other ethnic group, every other race, every other, you know, class of people, once they realize how popular it is, oh, they like that. Let's sell that. Let's offer that at a premium or even at a discount in some cases. You know, you get it cheaper over here than, than over there. And, and I don't like that either. That's one of my pet peeves. You know, how much is spiritual walk? I don't sell reading. I don't sell anything. I accept donations for the continuation of this legitimate registered documented ministry, this Buddha ministry. And then in the course of that, we offer the service of reading, divination, initiation, spiritual work, cleansing, healing, you know. But there is this pop cultural element that we are in combat with right now. We're not in combat with Haiti. I got many Haitian friends, Mama. Mambo Marie right here on the block. <laughs> I got many Haitian friends. I got many more connections to Haiti than than many of the people who are concerned about Haiti. I'm not from Haiti, beloved. I'm from the United States, Delisha uh, Jennings. Born and raised in the United States. Born and raised in the United States. And so my platform right. is not Haitian Buddhist. My platform is New Orleans Buddhist. My platform is Louisiana, Mississippi Delta, Gullah Geechee Buddhist. That's my platform. So what she's worked up about is not only not relevant, it's not even factual. The the division between the slave colonies that held our asses, if you excuse my French, um, is relevant to the struggle that we are in. All black people, no matter where you come from, are going to face the same racism when you get to these sh- these here shores. Right? And then once you leave these shores, you have a different flavor of racism as well that you got to deal with. 
That's what the universal uh, uh, issue is for us in general. No matter what your walk of life, if you're uh, if you don't pass that brown paper bag test first off, you're gonna run into the same problems. Yeah, it was uh, ended technically in South Africa. The apartheid was ended, okay, but yet they're still dealing with the same stigma in South Africa. Same problems. You get into the United States, we got this uh, Cheeto monster uh, lighting a fire underneath the butt of the general public. I just got into a debate with a man yesterday that works for the same company as I do over whether or not he is uh, the lesser of two evils. Well, you know, uh, I'm frankly I'm tired of the lesser of two evils. It's still racism. Whether they like to acknowledge it or not, whether they have some sort of argument about white on white or black on black, or they only categorize black on black crime. If you live around black people, you're going to have crime against black people. That's irrelevant. That is a made-up terminology, and we got to sit and deal with the fact that we're put in this box. Well, guess what? Black folks is known for tearing down boxes. We can get the hell out of that as as soon as we understand that we have to be on code with each other. Google, my, my personal opinion, is that code. Now, when you think about the Black Lives Matter and the, you know, police killing, um, you know, we know I know at least one case where there was a Hispanic man, at least one that I can remember. But that's it. You're not hearing... He was Haitian, but, you know. Now we had the Ethiopian in New York, I think, a, a decade or more back. But you rarely hear of what he was Cuban. He was Ethiopian. He was Nigerian. He was Haitian. It, it's Black Lives Matter. And, and so, in the context of things, um, and I've said this before, we are always seen on the lower end of the totem pole, even in the context right. of our own community. We step out of our community as black and white, so we say. But when we're in our community, it's the Jamaican, it's the Haitian, it's the Nigerian, it's the quote unquote niggas, it's the black people, it's the African American, mm-hmm. it's the Creoles, and they're all at each other's throats. It, 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 like, right. my, like my wife said, it's the crab in the barrel mentality. So this and thing, here's um, I hear something I think uh, would actually get that ball rolling if. Uh, we have autocorrect on our phones, right? Everybody's got autocorrect, and sometimes it's a pain in the butt. But it always corrects to the to the, the, the correct spelling or the older spelling or whatever it is. We we hear that term, uh, people of color. Universally, every black person in this room and beyond should autocorrect to the original colored people. Every time you hear people of color. You should autocorrect and hear colored people. Now, colored people, when you hear that, that don't sit right with you. That gives you a little anxiety, it makes it, you feel a little uncomfortable. It gives you, it makes a, little you 19, it, it gives you a little 1940. A little, a little 1940, if you will. A little, a little dash of 1940 with, with you. A little uh, colored only signs and white only signs. Yeah. That's what that brings. So, whenever you hear that term, people of color, Change the two letters around 
and take it back to the original colored people. Because that's all it is. It's two letters. It's two letter difference, technically. People of color, OF, colored people, ED. I'm just saying, auto-correct that in your mind. Let's start with that and and go from there. I think that would be a good step in song, personally, because every time I hear it, my brain auto-corrects. And I get a little itch in my butt uh, whenever somebody says it. I think it also involves uh, we as African-Americans having a much more international perspective of our blackness. Now, we do see, you know, some semblance of that colored people in South Africa. We also see some right. semblance of that colored people in India. But, but these places also, like you suggested, experience white supremacy, racism, a caste system, if you will, that was based yeah. on your shade. And that caste system is still alive in Louisiana. Have no doubt. That, I'm not only that, um, I'm not that only, caste system. Uh, that caste system is definitely prevalent uh, right up under our noses, India especially, uh, because you have uh, this caste system. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, this color-coded system that where it technically originates is with their system, their color-coded caste system is directly involved with that. You know, that's where you get the, the term Brahmin from. The Brahmin would be, you know, and the untouchables in, in their society. Two opposite ends of the spectrum, white uh, from dark. And that's in India, right? So you get, like, people like, uh, uh, oh, what is, what is his name? Mahatma Gandhi was complaining about that caste system himself. But when he was protesting, he wasn't he didn't care about the untouchables, the darkest of the dark. He was talking about his class. Right? And when Martin Luther King realized that part, that's when his his light bulb went off. It was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that there still is racism in the people that I'm looking up to? Yes. There is. And we are on the bottom. Because then you get pushed at the bottom. No matter how hard, if there's one drop of African anything, when it comes to the United States, we get thrown right under the bus. That's right. Or in the back, if you will. That's right. That's right. And, and as, as, a, as an ethnic group, not, not black people in America, but black people yeah. in America as an ethnic group, we still, to some degree, accept that position of being less than. Not as a valuable ad, and it shows up again in, in APR in this, you know, need for Cuban validation, Haitian validation, Brazilian validation, wherever you can afford to travel and go outside the country and, and get this sort of sense of connectedness back to your roots. And that's okay. If you can do that, you have money to do that, and, you know, that's your business. But the idea that somehow we don't have voodoo, we don't have culture, we don't have tradition unless Haiti gives it to us, that's a problem. I also want to speak to something before I, I lose it, um, about why that problem is still existing in, in, in New Orleans particularly. It's about dollars. It's about grant money. It's about performance. It's about people with 501c3 who are going to pay you $50 to show up, $50 to show up, 
and drum or perform or dance or do your cultural demonstration, you know, maybe $200 to give your, your, your Haitian lecture. That's what this is about. And so the idea that if, if he's working, we must not be. If, if he's on TV, why aren't we on TV? And how much is he getting to be on TV? Uh, again, I thank Monique Lorena. I just now, I'm almost tempted to put it on screen. I just now got another email from another television outlet to do another production. So thank you, Monique Lorena. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm going to put my mic on mute for this. Thank you. I, I hear you, bro. Thank you, Monique. I, I appreciate you for that. I do. I do. Um, I'm not fooled, um, Shamafia. Thank you for that. I'm not fooled by the capitalism. Now, I got to eat. I got to keep the life going for this for this big house. I, I've got to be able to heat it and cool it when you come in here for your, your services. But that's it. That's it. I don't have a car. I don't have no huge savings account. I don't own a whole bunch of anything. Like many people in ministry, storefront church. That's a comparison. Storefront church. I'm not living high on the hog, but I am being recognized. I have been, been given a platform. I, ha- I have been acknowledged. My voice is being heard. And if you are upset about that, that's personal. That don't have anything to do with the fact that I speak on the show. That don't have to do with the fact that I've been laying down uh, many years longer than you've been alive. The, the two don't, don't go together. Uh, let me check on my chat. Um, I'm going to be going soon, y'all, about eight minutes. Uh, yeah, that dark magic, uh, that dark energy, the goddess initiative, that exists in the universe is credited with moving dark matter around that, again, it's not calculable, can't be seen, can't really be, be measured uh, yet by, by any technology. But it is said that that dark energy, that dark matter, is one of the greatest forces of movement in the universe and, and explains to some degree why the universe seems to be both expanding and contracting at the same time. So that you know, we see it in pop culture, you know, the lie, the rumor, the salacious story, you know, the naked story or the bloody story or the criminal story, you know, gets a great deal of attention. I, I for one, um, I like criminal shows. I like prison uh, television. I like, you know, Crime Watch and uh, uh, what are those shows? Uh, Crime Watch and 48 Hours and you know, I like it. It's quote-unquote reality. It's entertainment, you know, but it's not consuming. I don't then step out into the world and, and believe that because most of the people we see on these shows, you know, are my color, that somehow we're doing all the crime when we are in the minority. So, so we keep as blacks in America being pushed down Push back into your place. Be quiet until we need you. We'll call you and we're going to give you a, little, you know, a couple of dollars for it. But don't make any waves. Don't establish any rules. Don't establish any traditions. Don't establish 
you know, anything uh, of, of power. And my goal is to establish a place of empowerment for African Americans operating in Hebrew long after I'm not here. Long after I'm not here. This ain't even about today, per se. This is about 2030, 2040, 2050, 2050. And, and the assurance that my godchildren that I'm working with right now and their children. And in some cases, they mama and they grandmama and they aunts and they uncles. This is going to pass down generationally. Just like your, your ugly generational curse. This too will pass down. This voodoo will continue. And people will find revolution. People will find revival. People will find healing. People will find a sense of purpose. People will find a sense of self. My sense of self is my contingent on whether I'm popular. Whether you like me or not, if that was the case, I absolutely wouldn't be here right now if that was the case. Luke could kill, I wouldn't be here right now. That's not why I do this. It's not why I'm here. It's not the point. It's not what gives me power. It's not what motivates me. What motivates me is the fulfillment, the fulfillment of a vision that I've had since five years old. It's the fulfillment of a vision that the ancestors have for me since before I was born. The fulfillment of a vision that my, my great auntie, Dara Hunt, may she rest in a room, pronounced over me at one or two years old. And she said, girl, that boy going to be a preacher. But she also was the only person in my family that kept reinforcing that food. She kept talking about coming back as a red-haired woman young and skinny and, 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 and looking good. And as a child, you think she's talking about going home and getting on some magic diet and, and coming back. But, but when you're 18, who's in her 70s or 80s, is telling you she's going to come back fine and, and, and thin and, and with her red hair and, and, and looking good. Okay, she's talking about the future. She's pronouncing the future. And so respect the Buddha. Respect the legacy of Marie Poe. Respect the ancestors. Ancestors see you. Ancestors see me. Ancestors see all. Ancestors see all. Ancestors see what I'm doing when I'm on camera. Lorena, ancestors see what you're doing when you're not on camera. And again, New Orleans is a very small town, my mother. Very small town. That old string, white woman, across the way, yeah. You might think she's just a strange old white woman across the way. That old odd black guy, yeah. Girl, it's a very small town. <laughs> and, and by all means, don't leave this Augustine alone. We, we're, we're not about to disrespect our 70-year-old health. We're just not going to do it. So we're going to defend Madam Augustine. We're going to defend Denise Augustine from your little wicked, your little wicked endeavors. <laughs> Chief Bougie, welcome again, beloved. I just love you and, um, and Mama Mauricio. Yeah, they, when they bow, they, they demonstrate. They demonstrate where they really are, where they're really coming from, what their real intentions are. 
what the real motivations are, and sometimes the younger you are, the less likely you are to get to speak to that. So you don't understand that older folks are looking at you and, and you leaking your truth. You're telling your story through your behavior. So we know what you don't have. We know what you're not standing on. And right now, you're just trying to promote a beat. Now, I don't do the hip-hop beat. Yeah, your hip-hop, uh, I like that Crystal Lynn with one of my elders recently said, your reputation is made by who your enemies are. I love the sound of that. Your reputation is made by who your enemies are. Stand in your truth. Stand in truth. I love you, Keisha Smith. Thank you so much, beloved. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. It is lunchtime, y'all. So I am going to move forward. I'm grateful for your support. I'm grateful for your love. I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for your your uh, studentship. I'm grateful for my godchildren and my initiatives. initiatives. I'm grateful for those who are doing ancestral work and divination, particularly in this season that we are now living and existing and pushing through and and, and, and uh, I don't know what I was going to say, but I'm grateful for that which we are moving through, we are pushing through right now in this moment. Um, I also like to acknowledge everyone who's trying to call me, who's trying to text me, who's trying to email me. I'm going to catch up. Just give me some time. The hurricane is not really going to hit us. We're grateful for that, but it's just southwest of us. We are having some effects of it. We do have people in town now because of it who are stranded and evacuated because of, of the hurricane. So please be patient with me. Between now and, and Friday and Saturday, things will be sort of back to normal. My schedule will be a, a little bit more um, controllable. Um, and I should have um, made contact with anyone and everyone who's trying to reach me right now, um, just in a matter of days. So know that I'm grateful for each and every one of you in the two hours that we've been together. I'm grateful for you, Monique Lorena. I'm grateful for you, the two wicked witches that are behind you. Um, I'm grateful for uh, all of the love and support and attention um, that I'm receiving right now. Um, it's, it's overwhelming emotionally, but in a very positive way. And so I'm really grateful for it. Um, no one could have imagined where I would be at, at, at almost 60 at this point in my journey. So I'm humbled by it, indeed. And so I take it as a sign of, of a much younger generation who needs me, who requires me, who's got to hear what I have to say, who, who's got to be exposed to my message. So. I'm going to make it my business to reach out to not just Monique Morena, but the other Monique Morena and the people of her generation who don't get it, who don't, who don't understand that what you got is right in here. What you need is right here. And your ancestral lineage stands up in your blood. Stands up in your blood. It doesn't require a passport. It doesn't require a journey to another country. Doesn't require having to, to learn another language. Doesn't require that. 
doesn't require that. This requires you going within, paying attention to who you are, furthering and developing who you are. The wicked witches that are behind you got children, got grandchildren. I don't see how they have time. <laughs> and they should thus be concerned about their children. All spirit practices from Christianity to Buddhism says the sins of the parents fall on the child. The evils of the parents fall on the child. Watch your demonstration, beloved. Watch your demonstration. And I'm not speaking to Monique Lorena right now. I'm speaking to the two wicked witches behind her. You know who you are. I don't need to call your name. You, you know who the two of you are. One of you, I should post a lovely picture of you and I together with your snake, and the other, you need to be concerned about your sign word. You know who I'm talking about. Monique will tell you. She'll come back and tell you. Y'all have children, grandchildren, community, your own legacy to be concerned about. It don't involve me. Any more than mine involves you, other than where I crossroads me. Where I cross, and, and when I crossroads past, everything was good. Or so it seemed. Maybe I got it wrong. Everything seemed to be good when we was on set. Everything seemed to be good when we performed. Everything seemed to be good when we came together for Doswell Home 9 until he declare me the king and leader of, of New Orleans Voodoo. Everything was good up until that moment. What happened? What happened? Don't be a hypocrite. You all know how well I document. Don't be a hypocrite. I, I can run the tapes, the videos, the pictures. We all hugged up together. So what y'all talk, what you talking about? And, and it's a few of you that we have hugged up together, we have worked together, we have built together for the furtherment and the promotion of Carnival Square, New Orleans, New Orleans Voodoo, black masking carnival Indian and tradition. We have come together. But now y'all are in this lower base energy that I came in Because I can't go there. I'm too old to go there and I'm not white. All the jealousy and competition and backbiting and back, I, I don't get it. I don't get it in a town this small. Ring my bell. Knock on my door. Call my phone. Set up an appointment. We can meet at the Treme Coffee House if you want. We can sit in the park, t- 10 feet apart, in Congo Square if you want. That, that's my front and backyard. You know that. Beloved, you walk past. Uh-huh. During the profession, uh-huh. Yeah, beloved, I've seen you and you've seen me. So, so what is this? So what is this? And then you put a child up. Because Monique Lorena is a child. Then you put a child up to stir up mess among 50, 60, 70, and 80-year-old people. Knowing that everybody's watching your demonstration. Everybody's watching. Everybody. But from the mayor down, everybody's watching your demonstration. And so that's why I say, Monique Lorena, you cut your nose off to fight your own face. 
you're already being exiled. Not by me, not by me, but by the community who's watching your demonstration. You don't go for a 70-year-old woman. Notice I keep going back to the elder, not me. You can come for me. Come for me all you want. I specialize in doing battle. You can come for me. But leave Denise Augustine alone. Leave the elders who work with me alone. Leave the participants who are well paid, by the way, in my productions. Leave them alone. Why are you not coming for my drummers and my dancers and my priests and priestesses and my godchildren? Why are you not coming for them? Because they're going to reinforce the truth about my demonstration. They're not party to your BS. They're not party to that. So do I have haters out there? Yes. Do I have people out there who don't like me? Yes. This New Orleans people, New Orleans has a unique flavor about transplant. You're forever a transplant. I don't care how many decades you are here. So if you can't say what elementary school you went to, you know, you're not valued. You're devalued. Mayor Cantrell is an aberration. Aretha Castle Haley is an aberration. These are people who are successful transplants who make their way into position, whether you like them or not. But I've been here long enough, 25 years, to know that no true, authentic, born New Orleans has a whole lot of love for transplants. Who are you, Monique Lorena? See, if you don't understand that, then you don't understand New Orleans. That's why I know that it's the wicked witches. Behind you, they too, it's the native-born wicked witches behind you. It ain't you. And you're regurgitating something that you're still trying to learn. It takes decades to learn New Orleans. Decades. It takes befriending a lot of people. It takes hearing with your two ears and keeping your one big mouth shut. It takes building trust and reputation and not sharing everything that you hear. Because everybody in New Orleans knows that everybody in New Orleans talks. So they're judging you not on, on your ability to hear the gospel, but your ability to teach and your ability to spill. And sometimes they give you BS. Purely made up BS just to mark the progress and and to trace it back to the original. I know people, legendary people, well-known people in the community that will tell you a complete story in the hope that you go to the ground. And when it gets back to them, they know exactly who said it. They know exactly where it came from. They are already prepared to deny it. Because they knew it wasn't true when they when they sent it out, and they send your immature self out on a mission, and, and a mission to get hurt. Do you read the news? Do you pay attention? New Orleans can be a dangerous place. It can be a very dangerous place. So while you throwing rocks and slinging mud and in your feelings and, and, and trying to do your kitchen with your read, beloved. You're only hurting your own reputation, not mine. You're only hurting your own journey, not mine. You're only setting up roadblocks 
for yourself, not for me. I'm going to continue to move forward. I'm going to continue to hire. You won't be a hire. You already know that. But I'm going to continue to hire others in the community to be a part of any opportunities that the ancestors bring to you. And so, thank you, Hollywood South. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you, PBS. Thank you, History Channel. Thank you, the Geo. Thank you, the Travel Channel. Thank you, American Horror Story. Thank you, Queen Shifter. Thank you, NCIS. I'm grateful. Thank you to all of my agents, all of the agencies and the people that I've worked with in the promotion of not just entertainment, but culture and community. Indeed, I'm grateful to have a voice. I'm grateful to have a platform. I'm grateful to have a reach strong enough that you are upset about it. <laughs> Monique Lorena, I'm grateful that I have a platform of value enough that people want it. I'm grateful for that. I, I take great pride in that. Do you see my face right now? I'm not upset. I'm not moved. I'm not weakened. You're not harming the structure of what I've already built here. So be peace. Be peace. Be yourself. Be love. Be serenity. Be healing. Be evolving. Be growing. Be be conscious, be erudite, be quiet, hear the spirit. Let spirit feel you, let spirit move you, let spirit motivate you, let spirit elevate you to another place, to another space, to another sense of of being. We all see. Be whole. Be whole. Be black. Be strong. Be proud. Black lives indeed matter. All black lives indeed matter. Again, black lives matter. Black lives matter. And until black lives matter, I don't want to hear all lives matter. All lives matter is a given if you're white. All lives matter is a given if you're of other ethnicities and black, and particularly black in America. We know there's a black demonstration all over the world. They're, they're suffering police brutality in Kenya and Ethiopia and, and many places. But black lives matter in the context of the wicked, racist, white supremacist oppression that we are under today. And so serve your Cheeto, honor your Cheeto, worship your Cheeto. Do as you will. Okay. I will be voting against Cheeto, okay, and respect the Buddha. No matter what you do, respect the Buddha. All is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see me on the day, all just an illusion and a test to one of the great divine mysteries of this life. life. Quinn, Quinn, all soon beloved. Divine Trinity, I embrace you right now. I, I receive your words right now to cleanse you. We need to cleanse. 
I want to talk to you today about what is going on in the world and it's really has all of the pandemic now. And the Alicia that you hold is doing you are overall you are beholden to clean yourself. Clean yourself well because there will be those that are practicing one of your roles is to do it. Make sure that you are clean first. Thank you. 
e-commerce grew from 5.6% to 16% of total retail sales in the United States. And in March and April of 2020, that number grew from 16% to 27%. So put it this way, in just eight weeks, the e-commerce industry saw a decade of growth. And Amazon only makes up a fraction of those sales. Now, here at The Motley Fool, we've not only found one under-the-radar company we think could be the next Amazon, but we found four other serious players in an e-commerce revolution. And when The Motley Fool finds an e-commerce opportunity, well, it could pay to listen. Like in 2002, when our founder, David Gardner, recommended Amazon. Since then, investors who took his guidance have seen over 20,000% returns. And while Amazon is a great company that I know Dave still loves and recommends, we can't help but think that there are other under-the-radar opportunities that investors might not even think of. But how do you separate the great from the fake? For every Amazon, there's a Pets.com. And for every Netflix, a movie site. Well, at Motley Fool, our goal is to make investors smarter, happier, and richer. Which is why David and his brother, Tom Gardner, have decided to offer this special free report to you right now. This report is called The Next Amazon. And again, it's free right now for a limited time only with no obligation. This report not only details the one stock we think could be the next Amazon, but as a bonus, we're including an additional four stock tips that we think will capitalize on this retail apocalypse. And this report comes absolutely free of charge with access to our flagship service, Motley Fool Stock Advisor. Now, why should you listen to the experts at Stock Advisor? Well, Motley Fool Stock Advisor has been helping investors find great stocks since 2002. Just take a look at some of the big winners Stock Advisor members have seen. Certainly, not every stock will do as well as these, but the bottom line is this. The full list of winners is much longer, with the average stock pick beating the S&P 500 by more than four times. That's why I think it's important to capitalize on this opportunity by securing your free copy of the next Amazon right now, before this offer goes away. Remember, an investor's worst enemy is the fear of missing out, so please don't delay any longer. And secure your free report to take advantage of this opportunity once and for all. Simply enter your email, and we'll send you these five stock picks directly to you. It's as simple as that. Lower 
audio show, on live show. In this show, all you understand is you can chat from wherever you are. You can Facebook, you can Twitter, you can Instagram, you can YouTube. But you've got to use your verified phone. So I know it's me, probably. I know it's Maurice, you know, Maurice, I know who it is. My phone, Rock Talk Radio, somehow I hear the deleted the whole
everybody can hear, it was non-stop, non-stop. I said, thank you, Monique. You have to spread my name far and wide. And because of you, the people are doing it. They're doing it. And they look at my trust. And they look at my record. And they look at my sister. And you're only going to find one negative thing about the church. And once you read it, you realize that that young person might have the same memory. <laughs> I sure did. I said, y'all might have the same mental health problem. When you read that woman's post, she obviously was pregnant. And I can be. So stop letting the wicked bitch. Oh, she mad. She was over right now about a ring by the center line. And whoever else is in that cousin, oh, it, it's crazy sound like right I had over 35 live participants. That's people from New Orleans. So, since a while, I know the conversation. A Valerie Rock or something like something, girl, you should call on the show. You should go on the show. And then when she got there, she wouldn't do it. Oh, I'm going to have to say, 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 I'm going to Not just in her, but in people who are 
I wanted them to really get them. And they did. But the 20 some of the people who were in the shop and you'll see when you watch the video of the chapel when you go to my YouTube page and watch the video of the chapel be scrolling right along with you. But all of this Oh Oh I'm gonna let that money brand you can see. Moving Mustang or whatever his name, I bet he was there. I'm sure if I read really Lockdown, that's the problem. I think they told her to do it. In my opinion, she don't have her own mind. So, in my mind, they influenced her. They told her, girl, you should go in there and get your stroke. So, I guess that's. I had to block her because she was just too disrespectful. Now, you can disagree. I got all kinds of people on my show that we disagree, but. You can't be disrespectful. Once you cross over, yeah. Once you cross over to that, you be done. You ain't got no voice here. So now you can't. Yeah. So now you can't even chat. And then I block it. And you would too at that point. You know. But she got nerve. I let her do her thing. Long. I didn't delete none of her comments. So when people go back and see it in the in the archive on my YouTube, it, it'll it'll all be there. And Did she mention my name? Well, she mentioned your name in her Facebook post. I mentioned your name on the show. Okay. And I did it uh, again for respect, but also for emotional value, because I knew that the people listening wouldn't like that. I said, you don't come for no, and, and forgive me with the age thing, okay, please. I know. I said, you don't come for no 70-year-old woman like that. You just don't do it. We got elders 50 and up, 50, 60, 70, 80, who read your post, seen your post, and digested your post, and you created a, a very small space for yourself to move around in the world. You can't do that. You got women who've already read you, beloved, who already thrown bones on you, beloved, who've already done work on you, beloved. You need to be more concerned about yourself. You need to be more concerned about yourself and survival. You realize how violent you are here? Do you read the news? Are you paying attention? You can't just throw rocks in New Orleans and, and not have that reverberate back to you. You create a bad situation for yourself. Now listen, remember now, I know I'm talking to you today. Remember now, I didn't want to do anything that somebody can call it. Okay. So I said, so I said um, beloved, I, I'm being very modest here. And the people in town know it. They know my track record. They know what's on my book. They know what I'm capable of. You need to be careful. 
Because she did it on Facebook and, you know, she got a few comments and a few DVDs and I don't know how many likes she got, if she likes it or whatever. And that's one of the reasons I got so many popularity posts up right there. Being popular don't make you big. I know people who get naked on, on uh, Instagram. They got thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers. What'd that mean? So you want to be a clown. You could be a clown here. You could be a clown somewhere else. We operate in real, authentic community. You ain't got friends. These fellas in this room you ain't got friends. Oh my goodness. Girl, come on now. You thought you could come for me with the level of following that I have? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Oh my God. And there's nothing, nothing she can pull up on me because if there was anything to be pulled up on me, it's already. From the day I got here, when I got that job at security at 650, they were there three different federal checks. Local check, a national police check, a federal check. Right, international, they run an international background check on it. And the first person I befriended was Charlie Valmarsh. That's right. And she was in the office. And she was in the office when the process was happening. They asked her, the Tony is very apprehensive. So they asked her, what's up with this lady? Rob Patrick is necessary. What's up with this lady? She said, well, I can do it down here. Our first, second generation roster, you know, or he didn't change his name now. We, we got to look into that. And they looked into the up there in front. Well, if you want the building, was I molested? Can I have a record? Is he a felon? None of that. None of that cool. And I'm running on the chip, and I'm running on the chip. That's right. So anything else is a lie. Anything else is made up. I said, now there is something. I said, now there is something. Bad stuff out there about me. But that's true. <laughs> and then I laugh. I said, that's true. But I try not to go there if I don't tell and, and, oh, and then I said, I said you what? Go to Black Star Cafe on the way there. Go to what Black Star Cafe and ask them. Now that's what Karen Tyler David? Yeah. Okay. So you probably know who Buck here is. He's the owner of the Buck of Black Buck Cafe. Lord and Raven, look, I know for a fact he has told people, transplant about people dying in college. It's made its way back. So I know that if she did her homework, he would tell her girl. Now, we don't have to a lot of friends, but we shouldn't play around with them. 
I'm going to let you. And I make sure that that was clear on the show. I make sure that that was clear. That video is at the top of my Facebook. Oh, no. I'm going to put it at the top of my Facebook. So let's go back and gossip about what I said and what happened. It was good. You should have been there. It was good. It was some kind of good. It was entertaining. It was fun. (laughs) I didn't feel, you know, an ounce of threat from it. I knew that her mistake was an an old folks. Hey, you can't play somebody else. Game on 